Well, shit the bed, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conversation with Shelby Green. I am the your main, the host, the main man, Shelby Green. Excuse me, real quick, as I take a little sip of this propel water. I gotta be goofy about it. And today, joining me, we got a little bigger best. I got my boy Brandon McKee in the building. Brandon, how you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you? Good. Look at you, fresh off. We got the car hard on. I see you pull up in that shitty ass truck you got out there. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me from point A to point B. Right? I'm not mad at you, man. You gotta give, you gotta do. Trust me, that Nissan and everything else. That thing paid for. No, I got one more year on it. I got. Uh, I'm probably gonna downgrade my car. My insurance and my payments are ridiculous right now. It, it's expensive out here right now. Oh, I get it. Um, we're not gonna get into political things, things <laughs> on that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So anyway, I like to, you know, when I have a guest on here. Usually, I've had little man. I had my girlfriend. I've had some people in the past, but I've been since I went full time more with this weekly. So, you want to tell people how we met? Uh, I think back in 16, I believe, 2016, I uh, worked at OD, Old Dominion. Um, I was on the maintenance crew there with little Anthony Makeda. Shout out to Makeda. Uh, still there, too, by the still way. Still there. He just lost his dad recently, so. Yeah, I heard um, about that. Sad. If he sees that, man, shouts out to him, praying mm-hmm. for him and his family. Right, right. he's good people. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, back in 16, I left there probably 17 ish. And we just always been tight since then, man. Have the same interests, uh, except you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but other than that. We're going to talk a little about Steelers and Colts. We'll talk about that. <laughs> I always point out that I record this in Indianapolis, Indiana, because I talk about the Colts a lot when I talk about the NFL. That's right. And I always bring up, like, you know, how I would, you know, I tell people I'm a Steelers fan, but, I, you know, the Colts are here in Indianapolis. Yeah. So I talk about the Colts. And I was talking with some guys on the dock. The morale about being a Colts fan right now is so <laughs> negative. And I mean that. In a way where you're like, wait a minute. When I was growing up, this was, people were proud to be Colts fans. Yeah. And you only got one Super Bowl <clears throat> title to show for it. When we lost Peyton, and they all went away. Well, I think it's more than I think personally from the outside looking in, I think it's a situation where you look at You can say luck fucked you guys by leaving, but it's on Grixon and Ursay. You know what I mean? There's more to it. You know what I mean? There's oh, more. yeah. No, they – yeah, I got to agree with you on that. But we'll see. The future is – Future is looking dim right now, but we'll see if we can turn think, the brightness. Do you up. think it's right now the worst job to take in the NFL because there's no like structure or culture? Do you think? I don't know. I just seen D'Amico Ryan sign six years. Uh, he got six year deal. Houston's gonna roll with it. We'll see if he goes six years. Houston, Houston's a horrible. <laughs> player. I think I think it's definitely uh, they got their work cut out for them, mm-hmm. but. We got to get that culture back of winning championships. That's what or we're winning games, even you know, it's <laughs> Make, like, making it to playoffs every year. It's weird how you know you fire Frank Wright, and Frank was a scapegoat. I'm not saying Frank was not guilty of things, mm-hmm. but I felt like he was a scapegoat for a lot of the issues. And I also believe that in the right system, he's not that bad of a football coach. I mean, I think he's a good play caller, but I think sometimes when you're the head coach and you're offensive coordinator, you make bad suggestions like you're looking at the Cowboys you're going to get the play called Mike McCarthy Callum Moore shouldn't have been fired no I agree and look what the Chargers did they scooped him right up so I mean yeah. sometimes you know it you can't do that now do I think if he had a coordinator with him he'd probably still be the coach there but also it's hard when you don't have a quarterback it's also hard when you don't have a true number one receiver you know I think Pittman can emerge I don't think he's there yet yeah and it also hurts the fact that what the fuck happened to that offensive line to everybody oh was so god I seen Quentin Nelson get pancaked this year, and I, I, I almost cried. I watched it live when I went to the Colts and Steelers game. I saw when I saw Watt come off that edge, he knocked Watt, he knocked Nelson. I was yeah, like, that never happens. Yeah, I don't know if he had some lingering inju- injuries that he just wasn't trying to, you know, 
let people know about, but that's that was out of his character for sure. I, I also believe in the fact that I also think this truly that – you know everybody's on Ballard's ass right now, which they should be. Yeah, he's always yeah. He's on they're on his ass, but I also think and I also believe that Ursay needs to be held accountable for this. He's running a damn franchise on the ground. I know Ursay does a lot for the community around here. He does. I know he and I respect him for that, and yep. he is a he he, he means well. But mm-hmm. let's be one hundred about this. <laughs> you you gave Grixon the job. Grixon goes to Cleveland, turns things Cleveland around. Cleveland, but, but where you want to look at they they they're did, better than the, yeah yeah two and yeah. Yeah, so back to the same. You give Luck all that money, and you have your GR manager go out and make a statement. And say, it's hard to build around Andrew Luck when you give him that money guarantee. Remember that statement he oh, made? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Here's the problem. They tried to do the old school thing with Bill Polly and do with Peyton, go get a bunch of toys. You can't do that nowadays. No. It don't work that way. No, you need heavy Especially if you need, you, you're better off just getting a tight end, a wide end, a running back, and building around it with a, things. Because, and now I'm looking at, they got the fourth pick in the draft. I've, Look, I, I mean this. If CJ Stroud's there, you gotta take him. I know you want. I know you're a Bama guy. I know you're roll tight. Well, and I know Bryce Young is your guy. Yeah. But worries me about Bryce Young is how small he is. Now he does have a good. He has a good arm. I believe he does have an arm. But I just look at CJ Stroud. I'm thinking size, mechanics. I think that's the guy I go with. Yeah. But also he did have Marvin Harrison Jr. He had a lot of talent around at Ohio State. I I think my biggest fear with Shroud is. I can't remember the last Ohio State quarterback. quarterback that, it's like a jinx. It's yeah, like, it's like, like a it's jinx. jinx. I mean, yeah. I mean, Phillips had an okay year. He had some injuries, but he they and they're building that team up. But mm-hmm. with that, I mean, he had an okay year because of his legs. He he had those big games where he put one seventy. Yeah, I mean, Fields. I've been a big. Justin, still lost. <laughs> I think Justin Fields. I think he is a good quarterback. I think Chicago. They got the number one pick this year. They're going to go defense. What I've been reading, they're going to get a def- the defensive end from Alabama, yeah, that edge rusher, which I think will be a smart idea. Because they, they, but you also look at what they did. Chicago also has sixty nine to seven million dollars in cap space that they're not paying no more for Khalil Mack and all that. Yep. Now they did give the Steelers a second round pick for Claypool, and I thank them for that. <laughs> he didn't because, turn out too well. No, well, now that you, sometimes <clears throat> you get rid of the issues in the locker room. Look where things turn around. The Steelers went six and two down the stretch without Claypool in the locker room. That helps. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about my Steelers here in a minute because I'm sure you're going to ask me some questions how I feel. But I think of the Colts, the CJ shots there, if they draft Will Levis, and this is not me being a Louisville fan, and this is not me being a, I'm separating myself, what the fuck has he done? He was all he was hurt last season, right? No, he played. I don't get. I don't know if he he played every game. Look, man, you threw for twenty some two over two thousand yards, nineteen touchdowns, ten interceptions. Yeah, I know. I understand it's a different. It's a run oriented offense. I know they're yep. going off his size. Yep. And they said, "Well, he's got the arm of Josh Allen." First off, not too many people have an arm. Like, stop. Can we stop comparing that thing with these guys and putting that pressure on them? Because the moment it makes me sick to my stomach. It's like you guys don't realize that, that you're putting pressure. You know, he reminds me. He reminds me of Zach Wilson. I think he's more mature than Zach Wilson, and I think that's going to do him well. But I don't think he has to go to the right situation at the right time to succeed. I think if he goes to Carolina, I think he'll be okay. But With Frank I, right there, yes. Yeah, I think that'll be fine. Problem is, man, he's going to come here, and the Colts are like, we got our quarterback, we got a quarterback, we got a quarterback. And he's going to fumble the bag, and I'm telling you, it's going to be a problem. There. But here's the thing I want to ask you. What if Lamar Jackson comes available? Would you take him? Oh, of course. You'd be a full notch. Would you give up your number one your number one pick? I'd give up the one and maybe a later round, like a 
five or a six. What if you could give up a second and a future first, but you had to give Leonard in the package to get him? I'd let Leonard go. I've been saying that too. You get Lamar Jackson here with Jonathan Taylor, and you can somehow that line gets better. I love Leonard. Great player. But just his string of injuries and history of back injuries, no one really ever comes back the same oh, after no. those back surgeries. And then he, so. he gets in the ring, he gets in the back of the ring, he gets, in the, <laughs> gets on the field, and he gets his nose busted up in the way he did. Oh, man. I, think I he, felt for him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you Leonard is a big loss, but any, I think if you lose Buckner, that's, Buckner that's Buckner's the best player in your defense. Oh, I've, said, I've said it for the last three years. 100%. We stole I, him from the Niners. I love – I'm a big Buckner fan. I wish he was a Steeler. I love that guy. Can you imagine if they didn't trade him? How What the Niners would look like? You know, like? we're going to talk about the – we're going to talk about those championship <laughs> games. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. But I wouldn't get your thoughts. So, if you're – so, you're on board for a quarterback first-round pick if it's there. We have to. Yeah, we have to find our – we have to find our quarterback. Right. Um, I, it, it's really those two to me. I don't – I don't see why we would um, take Levis at four when you have Shroud or Shroud or Bryce Young's going to be available. Yeah, because Houston's going to go quarterback, you know that. S- Seattle, I think they're, they're going to roll. They're going to roll with Geno. They're going to they trade I, for some. Maybe they trade. I don't know. I want to. I, I will roll with we'll Geno. Give Geno a chance, man. He he's proved last the last two years. That he should be the starting quarterback, especially this year. He got the full strength. Give Geno a chance. Sign an extension. Let him go. Yeah, he played really good. Uh, Arizona's not going to go quarterback. They just paid Kyler Murray all that money. Yeah, he ain't. So he ain't going nowhere. So you think they, that's probably what they need to do? I think <laughs> CJ Stroud said you go with him. Roll with him. Go, yeah. Well, and the Anthony Richardson's things. Unless you're going to trade down, don't take that. Richardson's okay, but nah. I just I'm curious. Do the Bears trade the one? <sighs> I was sitting here thinking about that the other night. I was talking to some buddies at work. I was actually working for once. And they were like, what do you think about Chicago trading down? And I was like, well, I can see it, but what are you going to get for it? If How do you know the Colts ain't going to fucking say, we'll give you this and that? To right. give them. But, you know, I, I can – that's the only thing. But Everybody's talking about these top four teams, but the bottom tier, the five through ten – if you look at the evaluation, how you know the Jets with these River Rodgers, they're not going to trade up and try and get Bryce Young. Exactly. So you, it just depends because I don't know. I think Chicago is going to keep that pick. You know, the, the thing about the Bears, and I've always said this, Chicago is one of the greatest sports cities in the world, but since 1998, it's it's not been well. And I mean that <laughs> because since my, the Jordan era. Yeah, you know, the Blackhawks have been really good. Yeah, the Cubs won a World Series. Yep. The White Sox have won one. But the Bears are really the Bears. Like you know what they are. It's a Chicago's a football town. Yeah, it always has been. A lot and of Bears fans. A lot of Bears fans. I mean, it's a Bears are a Colts. I, I think there's more Bears fans than Colts fans. Than I think there's a. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> it's I, close. I, believe, I mean, it's I probably mean, like sixty four. You go to. You go up to. You go. I mean, Gary, Indiana, Michigan City, the Hammonds were outside of Chicago. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's they're Bears. There's no South Colts fans. They're, they're, they're South End, yep. Culver, all those towns. Are, they're Chicago town. Oh, that's, that's Chicago. Ship, yeah, they're Bears. So I think I, I really a lot of Fort. Well, you go up to Fort Wayne. There's a lot yep. of Bears fans. So I just think I think it's. I think they're going to go deep. I think they're going to tape the number one pick. And you go out this offseason, Juju Smith-Schuster will be available. There will be a lot of talent. There will be a lot of talent. And here's another thing. You need to get that fucking offensive line fixed. Because I think Dave, David Montgomery could really help them. But everybody says he's inconsistent. His line's inconsistent. I'm amazed Justin Field was able to break off some of the things he had to. But also, I'm not amazed at all. Because you're shrugging off tackles all the way. Something's got to give her once in a while. You're going to get a bounce. I think with Herbert playing as well as he did this year as well. They might ship Montgomery out of there. I don't. I mean, Fields. 
<clears throat> no, they're uh, oh, Kevin, their backup. I'm sorry, their backup, I Herbert. I apologize, yeah, the backup for the Bears. Uh, yeah, I think Herbert I played pretty decent. So I mean, but he had some pretty good. It's games. kind of strange because the cult that division, the AFC North, I mean the AFC South mm-hmm. and, and the North, they flip they, in a way. You look at it, Jacksonville is head and shoulders better than the three other teams in that division. In a way, if you really look at it from a perspective of the future, what they got, oh, 100%. Tennessee can. I think Vrabel. The worst thing they did was trade away to AJ Brown because look where AJ Brown's at right now. <laughs> if, if he plays in this, area, if he plays today, Tennessee's probably going to get in the playoffs. I don't know if they win a game, but they probably get in the wild card. You think? Oh yeah. Or the winner? Uh, they they, they would did, definitely. Yeah. Houston's rebuilding. We talked about you guys. You go to the other division we were speaking of. Chicago's going to rebuild, but they got cat space. Detroit is the um, Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay with the <clears throat> Roger uh, the drama. We don't know what's going on. Minnesota's got ne- their negative six million dollars behind the cap, and are you going to get rid of Dalvin Cook? Are you going to roll with Kev- Kirk Cousins? Like you're in a position where you don't aging even know. quarterback, or aging quarterback. Justin Jefferson's nice. Adam Tiddell's nice. You got talent there. There's no reason for you to get beat by the Giants the way you did. Mm, there you go. Kirk Cousins. There's no reason to let the Colts put 33. On. Yeah, and then they come. They well, come back. It, it was a defense. It, hurts, it was the, it was the defense. It wasn't the, like it ran. But Detroit. With Jamal Williams and that crew of guys, and Dan- I said, uh, "What's his name? Frank, the head coach." Oh my God, his name just escapes me. I said he should win Coach of the Year, and he didn't make the playoffs because I felt like the culture. Because I noticed last year they lost four or five games in a stretch. They're like between three and seven points. They lost. Yeah. Justin Tucker hit a sixty-six yard field goal to beat him last year. Yeah. So he's he's getting a culture in Detroit. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Yes, there you go. Dan Campbell's a guy. So was tied in. He tied in. Played for <clears throat> Detroit, and he has got a coach. I watched him on Hard Knocks, and I never oh, watched. Cool. I never watch. I never watched Hard Knocks. I never, but I wanted to watch him. And they didn't see what he asked. What were the new the, the Detroit Lions being? He took a deep breath for about a minute. He goes, "I can't remember. I remember the exact words. He, they say big, better, competitive. And the yeah. way he just said, it, I'm like, they're gonna fucking win some games, they man. Did, man. They, I I really I I, 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 was, I I was pulling for him. And I watched him four times a year. I, I found myself rooting for him. I, I really I did enjoy, too. I, I enjoy that, man. I think it's cool. I was like, if they get in, that's in, my in, the, in that state, not even the state of Michigan, depend. They, they need, need that. Oh, they need man. that right they, now. Whew. You need that. Need it's it. good for that. So, um, gosh, college football talk. We all know your roll tide on go cards over here. Yep, had to wear my. I've <laughs> seen, <laughs> seen the motherfuckers. <laughs> so, uh, I want to ask you this: these whole with the whole Georgia thing, mm-hmm. how dominant they are. And everything else. Can we make the state? And I've said this before. I'll say it again. I don't know where this notion is, but everybody thought TCU didn't belong there. They beat Michigan to get there. Now, I will state this. I thought this. I thought TCU would play them tougher. I obviously, the, just the, the talent. Because yeah. Michigan would got that done to them, too, I believe. Ohio State's the one on par with that. And everybody says, well, Michigan beat Ohio State. Sometimes you just play up to your rival, you get a bounce. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Georgia, to me, and I, I do know one thing. Yeah, I think Kirby's got it rolling. But who I don't know who the the, the announced the uh, the panel the guy who the, was doing the uh, the game day on that game said mm-hmm. Georgia's new the new dominant power college football. And sitting right next to him is the man who's been dominant the last fifteen years, Nick Saban. Yeah, he wasn't happy. With and you can see the look on his face. <laughs> they got the they got the number one class coming. Do you think your boys will be better this next year, or do you do you, what are you thinking? You think guys will be back? Yeah. When aren't we back? I mean, honestly, I think we should have slid in the fourth seed. Anyway. I think your two losses can be justified for anything. You lost on a nail-biter against LSU on the road. 
man, who else did you lose? You lost to uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. And there, that's another program. It's nice because the SEC, it, you know, Bama had a fucking chokehold. And Clemson <laughs> squeezed in her one year. Ohio State yep. squeezed in. But Bama was the, had the strangle. They let you loose a little bit and you come back. And I felt like it was it's good for college football. But the conference realignment's going on. And I'm one of these guys. I know they're going to 12 teams in the college football playoff. I think it should be 6-8. to eight. I think 12 is too much because now you're going to get a team that's in there for three losses. Like be Syria, Yeah, you know what I mean? You get yeah, where I'm coming it's from. Be a TCU game I don't like the fact that Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC. I hate that. And I also – because I think Oklahoma I think Oklahoma will be fine because Brent Velvet will – he'll get a defense. Yep. Texas is going to fall off. I know Stefanski, whatever his name is, the, the, off, the head coach – I don't think Texas is going to be able because now, oh, we're Texas. We got boosters and everything else. You realize what these guys you got a Manning need. coming in. Yeah, they got Manning, but there's a lot of pressure on that. I mean, let's just be let's just be honest. Oh, the weight is on his shoulder. Yeah, and I think he'll he'll be all right. But you're gonna now you got to go up against you got to go to you got to go to Tuscaloosa. Then you go down go down to Auburn. They could be five and five. It's still a tough game. Yeah. Oh yeah. You go to fucking Georgia and play in Athens. I mean, it's hard. And, you they're know, the cream of the crop. The right cream now. of the crop. They, I hate to say it, but they, ten, and you go to Knoxville and that place is rocking on a on a Saturday night. Oh, yeah, it's oh, scary. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to go into situations, and I know uh, Oklahoma, Texas are, are no slouches, mm-hmm. but Arkansas at one o'clock on a Saturday evening, Saturday afternoon, when, and fall weather, it's like oh, okay, well, it's going to be brisk. It's like ninety degrees outside. Like I just don't understand. Like this conference realignment thing, I don't like. You got UCLA and USC going the Big Ten here in a couple of years. Which makes no fucking sense. It's all about money. The one thing that's hurting, it's hurting college basketball. It's hurting college basketball more than anything. Yeah. I just had to get that little semi right now. Because <laughs> you know where I'm coming from with that. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. The, it's, all, all the money's going to the football programs, I feel like. The TV contracts. The, the TV, yeah, the, the big TV contracts. That, that's what kills it because that's what makes everything whatever. So, you guys think you'll, you'll be in the playoff next year, obviously? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I mean, I look at Georgia kind of like Clemson. I mean, they're, Clemson was hot there for a while, and they're still a pretty good team. I but think Dabo fucked himself this year with the quarterback situation. He would have been in the playoff this year if it wasn't for the quarterback situation. I'm curious to see what Georgia looks like when they lose a lot of their seniors. They lost a lot. Yeah. I mean, old boy just got picked up by DUI yesterday. Yes, that's a so party. That's what you do. That's okay. That was the greatest thing that ever happened to Pat Mack if he was <laughs> swimming in the canal. <laughs> I love, we're going to talk about Pat here in a little bit. But okay, so let's talk a little. Let's talk a little NFL football. Talk, let's start off with the NFC Championship game that started. I had to work. I switched days. I had some. I basically had an obligation. Yep. Basically, little man wanted me to watch a Royal Rumble with him. We were watching, so I told him I switched days of work. So I went in Sunday morning and watched this. I didn't watch it. I thought San Francisco would win this game because I thought Brock Purdy and their defense would show up and make plays. And sure enough, I get on, I go to break, and I see Purdy fucking got hurt. Got, got hurt. And now, congratulations to the Eagles. And I want to make this clear to you. Jalen Hurts, is he a Sooner or is he roll tide? He won a national championship with the roll tide, baby. <laughs> I really- but he got – Drafted as a Sooner, so we're gonna we gotta we gotta say something. I will believe this. I think he belongs to both. I think Bama can make the claim to it. I really believe. That. I think if he wins, if he wins in two weeks, it, does it really even matter? No, it don't. Now he's Super Bowl champion. All right, good for I, I'm I, I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan, but <clears throat> he's, he's really. Good. I, I'm gonna talk about why I don't think he will win though. But I think 
I thought the 49ers defense would give him problems because of Fred Warner's coverage, and I thought their pass rush would do with Bosa. But what I didn't realize how good that Eagles offensive line was. I forgot that, yeah, you got Jason Kelsey in there. We're going to talk about his brother here in a minute. But you didn't realize how good they are. That that offensive line is incredible. And every time they broke down, Hurts is so good. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but he takes long strides. His thighs are this fucking heat. Yeah. I mean, he, he, yeah, he's, he's packed well, you know what I mean? Grown man. Grown man. <clears throat> and he also, he's you know, he didn't throw the ball too well, man, but they were able to run the ball well. They created turnovers. They shrunk the field. Miles Sanders had a great game. And I feel bad. And I good for the Eagles, man. It's gonna be. I mean, I'm glad they're in the Super Bowl. I feel bad for the 49ers because they just got a string of bad luck. Trey Lance gets hurt. They can't. They they, they move. They go to Garoppolo. They get a little bit on a roll. People are worried. They get hurt. And then Brock Purdy takes the job okay. and runs, and he gets hurt. And now they can't. Even th- they can't even throw the ball. And he. They're saying he might. He's gonna. Have, he might have, to have surgery. He's looking at different options. Right. But he might not even be ready for the beginning of the next. You season. see it. You see uh, an ACL. Yeah, it was like out, a, like a Tommy see, John surgery. Yeah, Tommy John. Uh, I want to ask you this. If Purdy's 100%, him or Lance, who starts? Or do you go into camp with a, a competition? Because I'll tell you the truth, in my opinion, I look, I think they rolled the dice with, they put the gamble at the house for Trey Lance. I mean, Purdy went, what, 8 0 as a start? Yeah. 8 0 in his eight games. I mean, and um, their offense looked really good with him, too. You know what I mean? Well, I know this is, we'll jump into it, but uh, what I would do. Um, I would, I'd, I'd ship Trey Lance out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's plenty of, like, maybe like a Carolina, I think he'd do great with Frank Reich. Um, and I'd say let's bring in Brady for a year. Let's bring in Brady for a year. Let, let Purdy sit behind him. Brady rides off in the sunset. As a 49er team he grew up idolizing. Because of Montana. And Steve Young. They got the team, I mean. I don't think it. Brady, I don't think will be in Tampa next year. No, and I don't think. I, and I tell you the truth, I think Tom should have stayed away. I don't think. I think Tom can play in the right situation. That situation last year, it's on him, but it's not. And say, you know, what I mean, it works both ways. Yeah. I don't think Brian Leftwich should have been fired. I think that's bullshit. No, I, I don't like Todd Bowles. They should have let him. Why the fuck would he? Yeah, <laughs> tell me another reason why. <laughs> The guy's never won the Jets or anything. I understand Bruce probably went for him. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Tom Brady didn't come back this year. Bruce Arians probably still be coaching. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd the, just put Leftwich as a coach. I think <laughs> I was saying that. Like, why not give Brian the job, man? I, whatever. <clears throat> they won it all. They won a Super Bowl with the guy. Now he's fired. I mean, I don't understand. But anyway, I also – I can see that theory. You look at out in San Francisco, but their offense. You got Debo, you got McCaffrey. They got. A little, they, I love me some George Kittle too. Oh man, and I love how big of a wrestling fan he is too. Oh man, and, but I just they got San Francisco has a lot of talent. Defense I think, is defense, number one in the league. Yeah, but they it just they got they were wore down yeah. last week. So I think you know I think the quarterback situation gets settled. I will go with Purdy if I was them if he could play. If not, I mean there's a lot of things Shanahan's got to think about. And I also believe this too. I think Shanahan offensively is a genius. He's really good. Matt Ryan's best year that won the Super Bowl. He was the offensive coordinator. You look at Garoppolo. I mean, he can get a guy in there and say, "You just need to make three big throws. We Gar- make we make plays." Yeah. Garoppolo is a really good game manager. I, I tell you the truth, I was kind of thinking there was a rumor Pittsburgh was going to try and grab him. I'm glad they didn't, but I wouldn't mind it. But we need some. We need we need fresh legs. You need some young youth. And if you're going to ask me, I am a big Kenny Pickett fan. Uh, he had okay first. His first, the first half of the season, yeah, was 
But he was starting to blossom there, Dan. I'm really excited to see what he does. Well, I think, you know, that they talk about the three game-winning drives. He, his first one happened here. And gets yeah. into it. I mean, he he let him down the field, man. I mean, and I'll tell you another one. The, the, the Raiders game on Christmas. Yeah. I mean, that was big. And then, you know, beat Baltimore on a Sunday night. I mean, you know, I and I think also I know you're a Najee guy. I'm a Najee fan. I think what helped, helped them out as we segue, because we were talking about, I want to talk about the Coastal Steelers before we got into this. Yep. As I segued, the Steelers, I thought, why they never gave, like, get, put another running back behind there with TJ, they, I mean, Najee, they were wearing him down. Yeah. And Belly, they tried Benny Snell in spots, McFarlane spots. Jalen Warren, I like. Yeah. I think Jalen Warren's the backup. He, he seems he, like a dog. I, he, he, yeah. he catches, he blocks well, too. And I tell you right now, I'm glad I got rid of Claypool because look at Pickens. Pickens, I knew He's, when they got him, yeah. I was like, oh. And I'm anticipating to see what they do. They're about a year or two away to be there. Cincinnati is the top dog at division. I use quotations in this because everybody knows how I feel about the Bengals. <laughs> Cleveland, I don't trust. I don't trust them at all. And Baltimore, they need to pay Lamar or not. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna lose. They're, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. Some <laughs> They'll sit out. Yeah, I, and I, if I'm him, I would. <clears throat> Pittsburgh's in prime position to get right back in that division. They, they're. I think they're one guy or two guys away on both sides of the ball to be in there. But I also trust Tomlin to get somebody developed. I trust yeah. Mike Tomlin. So, but yeah, back to the uh, foot the uh, NFC. So mm-hmm. I think you, we say the Eagles are well deserving. Oh, and by 100%. We, we think about, we think about people saying this shit was rigged. Oh my! I, they say that every year. Don't they? <laughs> I hate people will point the <laughs> finger. You know what it is? It's mostly the people that gamble. Yes. Or they're I hate. gambled and I lost. I I quit. I am. <laughs> well, I mean, here, I hit a little bit, but but you, everybody. <clears throat> but like, you gamble here, you do this, you do that. And then you say, well, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. The, the ref made a bad call here. Boo, 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 boo. Look, dude, shit happens. The, 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 the catch Devontae didn't happen. He didn't, he knew he didn't catch it. And that's not on the – it ain't on the officials. The Eagles didn't play on the screen for anybody to see it. Shannon even said, I didn't see it, guys. I mean, it's football. You don't yeah. think the Colts are still or somebody's done that before? Guess what? Your favorite teams do that shit. <laughs> yeah. God, people get on my fucking nerves. Yeah, man. no. Uh, it's yeah. not the – the media's not out to bamboozle you on who's in the no, Super Bowl. ain't all fucking Skip Bayless. <laughs> right. Everything conspiracy. Or Cow her with the list he got. Anyway, <laughs> so let's talk about the AFC title game. And I want to say this. Can we agree on the notion about Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback, oh, best player in the league? I've been saying it all year. I've been saying it actually the last couple of years. Anyone that knows me will vouch that I will 100% say Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. No, here's the thing about Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow's a badass. I think he's really he's good. good. But here's the thing. Calm. Burrowhead Stadium. They asked for it. You bear blitz for the you if you blitz us, we'll kill with this. It's just like the the the, the arrogance, the Marisons. I'm like, you realize you're talking to a guy that's been to five AFC championship games and been to three Super Bowls now, right? He's yeah. been in MVP League three times. Yep. He he's probably the greatest talent we'll ever see that position. And he might at the end of the if he gets he's not even he's not 30. even he's not even in his late twenties yet. <laughs> yeah. Barely. Yeah. It's like you realize who the fuck you're talking about, right? Yeah. But anyway, I did get to catch the second half of that game. I actually fell asleep when Mahomes ran out of bounds. I dozed off on the couch because we were going to watch The Last of Us, mm-hmm. and I was watching on my phone, keeping an eye on it. And I dozed off, dozed off on the couch literally as he got pushed out of bounds. And I woke up. She was like, "Baby, I woke up and I looked. I said, oh, shit!'" And Dad had called me and told me because we're I'm a big Mahomes fan. Yeah, me too. And I want to state this. I've always said that Kittle is the most – I thought Kittle was better than Kelsey because I just thought Kittle didn't do – he was better talent-wise because he had to block more or whatever. I can't say that no more. No. 
I think Kels, Travis Kelsey, when he retires, he's gonna be the greatest tight end to play this game. He is. I mean, he might pass up Gronk and Gonzalez. I mean, and Shannon Sharp and those guys. I mean, and Antonio Gates. It's just. What is the luck that Kansas City has with tight ends? I mean, Gonzalez was there forever, you know. Mm-hmm. And just, I think they just it just happens. They know how to get him. Kelsey can line up in the slot. He can block. He can he he's can basically go a receiver. He's right? basically a receiver. But he can block. He's he six can five. Block. He's six six. He's got great his footwork. His route range yeah. is incredible. He catches everything. And the balls of Mahomes to throw, like that pass he threw to MVS in the end zone between those two defenders. Like, who else can make that throw? Nobody. Like, you guys don't realize it takes talent to do that. And he can do it on the run sidearm. And he had a bad, he had a bad, he had a bum ankle. He threw for yeah, three, and that, he threw for three. He threw for a, he threw for three twenty five on a bad ankle. That's what I loved about the ending of the game was all this chatter this week about his ankle mm-hmm. and Burrowhead. and he wins it with his legs. Yeah, and he's he, <laughs> he basically it's like last year. There's certain times you get in a game where you go like, too much time left. Yeah. There's too much time left. Like Buffalo last year, <laughs> two throws. Yeah. Waves them out. All right, we got this. It's like, it's like you like if you like Dallas two years ago went by a field goal against Tom Brady with a minute with a minute and twenty to go and Brady the clock goes too much time. Yeah, you left him too much. Too much time. Like there's yeah. certain things you realize like it ain't over. And I think Cincinnati, but you shoot your mouth off like that. Christian, I knew, I tell you, I knew, I thought they were going to whoop their ass. I knew the defense was going to show up because when I saw Chris Jones says, we'll see a Burrowhead stand this weekend, I said, oh, they're pissed. And, I, and Chris Jones played the game of his he life. He had the, I think, I'm almost certain the first snap Cincinnati had, he got a sack. Yep. And that was his first sack in the postseason. Yep, yeah, everybody talks for about him that. ever. And I, I knew, I knew, I said, uh-oh. Like, I knew. I think he ended up having two or three. And not only that also, I look at, they got a running game with Poncho. I really, really like what they got. It's going to be a hell of a Super Bowl, man. And I also believe I like Philly a lot. I like Jalen Hurts. And I, part of me was rooting for Jalen Hurts. I'm not betting against Mahomes. No. And, I'm not, and it, I, I think it's bittersweet for Andy Reid because, I mean, he's coaching against a franchise that he went to five NFC championship games with. I got Right now, I know there's a week to go, almost two weeks to go, less than two weeks to go to that game. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a game. It's going to be the number one pass offense against the number one pass defense. And that's happened three times mm-hmm. previous. The last time it happened was 2013, Denver against Seattle, I believe. And we all know how that happened. Yes. Uh, Sadly. That, that Sorry, was, Pete. I felt I never felt so bad for a guy. I didn't see, see I'm, I was born in 93. I didn't see the Buffalo Bills in the early 90s. Yeah. So I, seeing that, I was like, oh, my God. First, first snap over the head, safety. <laughs> yeah. Nice so, I really believe, I honestly believe that I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl, but I, I trust Mahomes. I trust him more in this situation, and I think he'll come to play. Now, I do worry about I do worry about Kansas City's offense if they can't create turnovers. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think it's going to be one of those games where you look at back and forth. They might, there might, it might be, it could be a 20-23 to 23 game, or it could be a 35-38 game. It just depends on what happens. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a blowout anyway. It'll be really, the first half is going to set the tone for how this game is going to work. If the first the first nine to ten minutes of that first quarter, you're going to look at it like, yeah, it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be like up and down. I think. I think Andy Reid's going to want to come out on fire. I, the, I see some deep shots just to, over the middle, some big, big to big Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: the key to this is MVS and Kelsey are the only ones he's he's got. Juju's still out. If Juju's healthy. 
that helps them. But they're oh, not. Yeah. You, they're better for Poncho's going to catch some passes in the backfield, or Mahomes to use his legs to extend plays, which I think he can. Yeah. Because what he did it was the COVID Super Bowl. I called it twenty. The the, the year we all had bucks. The, when they look at the Bucks, yeah. he ran for more yards going backwards, and mm-hmm. the, the, he was like, "Jesus!" That, 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 that Bucks team that year was just dominant. That defense Their was defense damn good. Was, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. All right. So you want to get in the main event of the day? Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. So we're here basically talking about the Royal Rumble. We're both at wrestling fans. You see, I got to take her tattoo, and you got one too, right? I do. Yeah. Where you got? Where'd you get that done at? My cousin Anthony. Uh, does my tattoos. He's got a shop down in Franklin, Snowbird Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also goes out to Cali usually in the winter time, and you know he has a lot of clientele out there as well. So yeah, yep. I got a um, nah, this that, speaking of Alabama. This Bleacher Report play Al Saban recruits won 1.3 million. Alabama head coach turned down two prospect student athletes who requested NILs to yeah. 1.3 million dollars. Those those NIL deals are. I think they need to get a held on. I mean, I ain't mad at kids making money. I'm not. I think there should be. I don't think they should be making millions of dollars. But also, if the stool's going to make millions of dollars off your name and likeness, you deserve something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe we can get that uh, video game rolling a little quicker. Well, college football is coming out next year. I'm actually in the, I'm actually on tits opening a Twitch and a YouTube channel here really soon. So, as you can see, the, where the studio is, this room right here, I got a, a way it's set up. I'm waiting. As soon as I get that going, college <laughs> football, the first year comes out. And they're taking their time with it. Please take your time with it, please, because it's the greatest. We've waited long enough. We can it's, wait it's, even longer. It's the greatest college. It's the greatest game ever. <laughs> I fuck Madden. I wouldn't play Madden. I would just play college football. Man, constantly. New Madden's killing me. It, you don't like it either. I like it. I just think they they made the offensive linemen look like sumo wrestlers. I it's also, like it's almost like NFL blitz. I don't understand. I play two K. Okay, and why can't we get Madden all time and classic teams? Why can't we get that? Why you would you love to play with the, the old yes. school Colts and play a franchise mode with those best those special players and stuff? Wouldn't it be fun? I I just feel like they put Maddens out so quick the turnaround on them. So it just it's but like the end of August. It's there. It's, it's just like, a new roster every year. Though. Why can't we wait? Why can't we wait to the season opening of the week or the first preseason week to get the game? Yeah. Why can't you like whatever? I wouldn't be mad if EA just did it. Just update everything for every a two year period, like they do with the UFC games, mm-hmm. which are really the UFC games are really good. Yeah. But anyway, so we're gonna talk about the Royal Rumble. Now, I want to state this: I love Mania, but ain't nothing better than a Rumble. And it's just, I and Ira says the their second biggest event is SummerSlam. I think that's bullshit. No, I think it's, it's the Rumble. Now, I I went to the Rumble last year in St. Louis, and I I had a good time with that. But I really be honest with you, I wish they would flip venues this year because that that Rumble. On Saturday, I'm going to tell you right now, I had a great time. Uh, that, that rumble was awesome yeah. from what I thought of. So, kicking off, what were your expectations going into watching the rumble? What did you, what were you thinking, like, what could have worked? And I'm going to pull up the match cards you talk. I'm going to pull everything yeah. up. Um, I mean, I was looking forward to Cody coming back, of course. I, I was kind of on the fence about them doing the video vignettes before instead of having it surprised, but, um, Every, the the hot name going around now is The Rock. Um, that that of course always intrigues people to tune in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the Rumble. I mean, it's every year it's like that. It's 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 not like it's uh, any other pay per view, right? Like there's always those surprises and there's always those hey, who's gonna be the, the surprises Andrew. this year? You know, like that's the and main both thing. Both of them about really the didn't have any. And I, no, I, I think that's good because I'll tell you why. We have enough. Of we have enough, I think the talent wise. Triple H, Triple H has said this. 
we have enough talent where we don't have to rely on that. Yeah. And and look, man, I've said this before. I know you how you feel about Vince. I feel I'm thankful mm-hmm. for Vince for a lot of things, but go the fuck away. Get your money and get out. Yeah. That's all I feel about it. And he, it should be his right. He should get some money off that. He should. He he. There is no WWE without Vince. Yeah. But I also believe that the company's position now, where you got the main rosters between the 30 and 40 years range, you have enough talent to build. And I think the future is bright because we're gonna open. We're gonna talk about the product, well, how it was, but the final four in that. Obviously, you had the Logan Paul, but the final four were Seth, Cody. Gunther and um, Theory in that. Look at the talent right there. Yeah. Three fresh faces along with a guy who's been here for a while. Yep. So anyway, but we're going to get into it. So they open up the Rumble package, everything else. Crowd looks incredible. Fifty. I mean, the, this is the third time they've been to the Alamo Dome, the fourth time in San Antonio. Obviously, 1997 was the Shawn Michaels, Sid Vicious Rumble. Yep. Austin won the Rumble when he got thrown out of the ring. 2017 was the one we had Taker when he had the bad hip, yep. Goldberg, and then they come back for this one. Mm-hmm. I thought that the opening was great with Corey Graves, and, and then of course they get to kick off with the announcer going to kick off the men's room. So I knew right then and there the Rock wasn't coming back because it made it would make more sense the Rock at the, if he was going to come back in the show or whatever. Yeah. And then of course Pat McAfee comes out, and I of was, course I pop. I marked. I love I love I'm me some Pat. Pat. I'm, a Pat. I'm a Pat fan, man. I like Pat McAfee. He's a hell of a worker too. He yeah, can he's work. Great. He can work. I just he, he trained he trained trained with Rick Rogers and all OVW in Louisville. Yeah, I love his loyalty to the city too, man. I mean, you see, he's, he always wears blue and black. Yeah, or I mean, he's he's made his money right. I mean, he's not he's he's from Pittsburgh, I believe. Yeah, he's from Pittsburgh. Played it. He played the backyard bowl. He, he could easily, you know. Go on to different bigger things, but nope, still stays here. He lives here in Indianapolis. Runs the show out of here. Uh, he downtown. also he's worth a lot of fucking money too. Oh, uh, that FanDuel deal helped him out a lot. And not that also. <laughs> you ever watch that episode you have with Brock Lesnar? Oh, it's fucking hilarious. He throws the mic up. Yeah, in the stand. but Brock show, that made me more fan of Brock. Oh yeah, Brock. I love Brock's new character. I, I like Brock. It's just it's not really even a character; it's just him being himself. No, That's he's the being best himself. He has to be stone faced yeah. Brock. He yeah, mean he whatever. Will. But they open up with the men's rumble. We see Gunther and Sheamus start off. I want to get your thoughts on Gunther as a. What do you think of Gunther? He's going it, five years. He he's going to be a great heel. I believe Gunther. He's a great heel now, but I'm saying he's going to be main event level. My eyes got really big when I saw him and Sheamus started off because I'm thinking, oh, because last year I did my award show and I gave the FTR and Briscoes their double dog collar match was the match of the year. Oh, of course. But Sheamus and and uh, Gunther clashed the castle. Mm-hmm. That was my matchup year to that point. They beat the shit. They out beat of the hell out of each other. And there, there's difference of beating each other up and making it look sloppy. It was it was good work. And I've said this before. People give me shit online because I talk about these the guys who do ten thousand flips and they don't make a sense and then they land and people. I get more enjoyment of a guy chopping somebody, oh. clubbing somebody, and then snugging and being fun. But you know they're just working. It's yeah. different. And they came out. It was, you know, they did a lot of things. McIntyre came out. I mean, I there are some issues with that, I thought. They, the Miz was the first guy eliminated, so I get what they were doing with that. Karrion Cross came out, I think, seventh yep. and got eliminated. I am a big Karrion Cross fan. I think Triple H is kind of – he came back, and I had a lot of expectations. Like, he laid out McIntyre, had that thing going on, and everything else that you text on your phone. <laughs> No, you're fine, brother. But I'm gonna pull through eliminations. So 
I got it pulled up as well. Will you do the same thing? I thank you, thank you. So, Gunther number one, Sheamus number two, three was the Miz, four was Kofi. Now, I'm gonna slow down here. I'll just slow break down. But Gunther, I mean Kofi comes in. You know, I'm like, damn, Kofi's fourth. So I'm literally gonna speak things up, and they did a good job at that. Fifth is Johnny Gargano. Now look, I am a, I like, I know people love Johnny's wrestling, and I get it. And I understand why. He's literally this fucking tall. Yeah. And he, you, ever, you, you know, you know, you know Jim Cornette, Corny, right? Oh, of course. You know what he calls Johnny? You know what he calls John, Johnny? Same face. Because there's no, his face never changed. <laughs> you know? I love Corny. Then, of course, Xavier Woods comes in. And Kofi actually eliminated them. Uh, no, Sheamus eliminated the Miz. They did a little spot with Johnny Gargano and him. They did some good spots. Mm-hmm. Xavier Woods comes in. They tease that they're going to fight. And then here comes Karen Cross. And I was, before you pulled it up, I was talking about Cross. You can ask my buddy Trip, everybody. I am a Cross fan. I love Cross. I liked him as Killer Cross at Impact. Loved his work in AAA. Loved his work on Lucha Underground when he was the White Rabbit. Yeah. I loved his shit. And um, he did a little couple appearances in MLW. Yep. I think he is money as a heel. I think what's going on is they're testing the waters with him. But at the same time, I really believe that I think I really like to see Drew. Uh, I thought his angle with McIntyre, when he lost to McIntyre in the cage, which I understood they, they protected him. But the other night he loses to Mysterio on a false finish, on a weird-ass finish. What are they doing with him? I think Hunter. Remember what they did with Theory? When Hunter got there? They thought he's burying Theory. Theory's losing this Theory's losing that. Where's also Theory at right now? He's the best he's ever been. I trust Triple H's process with this. He knows more than I do. And I'm pretty sure Cross would not come back if he didn't know if something was going to happen. Yeah. Now, number eight, Chad Gable. Gable has grown on me. Gable has grown on me. He looks he looks in good. He, that's right now. Tan looking a little cut. Looks good, man. man he's a hell of an athlete. Yeah. But wrestled it. Uh, no, him and jo- Jason Jordan wrestled yeah. in Indiana. Number nine is Drew McIntyre. I have said for a thousand times. When he got fired, I said, well, he McIntyre could have been a star. I always said that. With Vince's watching. guy. And then he got fired. He won the independence. And he did a promo on an overseas promotion called ICW. He did a promo. We returned. And I remember watching it and how ripped he was. And I realized, like, he's six foot seven. He's 260 pounds. I'm like, what the fuck? I never noticed it. And sure enough, he blew up on the Indies. I started watching him. And he made himself a name. And he came back and he's had a hell of a run. I think that beard helped him out. Yeah, because he had, had gave him a, that look, like just gave him like and that. dyeing his hair black and kind of get yeah, get kind of whatever. He's starting to lose his hair too a little bit. I could tell in the back, but he, first off, he has a great DDT, but that fucking boot, that Claymore, he's nasty. just he's just a great worker. I love him. I thought, and I by the way, you better be thankful for Drew because twenty twenty he held it down. Oh, Roman nice. did his thing, but the whole twenty twenty Drew held that shit down. I think he deserves another world title run, main event moment. If he beat, if he pinned, think about this. If he had pinned Roman at Clash of Castle, they probably that fucking stay would explode. Oh. That because when he hit that spear, I ain't gonna lie to you, I went like, oh shit, he's really gonna beat him, and then Solo interfered and whatever. Yeah. Number ten, Santo Escobar. I mean, good hand. Yeah, he's not bad. Angelo Dawkins came in, and I and Angelo was really impressed me. He's improving. Yeah, lot. but then number twelve, the beast, Brock Lesnar, and Brock goes to work. And I saw some people talk about, oh, he dropped, almost dropped a couple guys on their head. He botches things. People hate on Brock. And by the way, you can say one thing: Brock don't phone in. Brock looks amazing. 
Oh, he's a he's a genetic freak. I saw him when I saw him Raw Thirty there week. How he came out, he looked like he was showing his age a little bit. He shows up to fucking the Rumble. He's tan. He looks great. He starts throwing, and then we seen that face. And by the way, Brock was the way he was manhandling Sheamus and Drew. It's just like people laugh. It's a work, but at the same time, you're those like, are grown men. Those are grown men. He's throwing around like yeah. people don't realize how strong he'd be. And then we get him in the Gunther stare, which we've read report. I read reports that they're going Gunther and Lesnar at Mania. I'm with it. And I'll tell you the truth. I think Brock when he and they missed it the timing. Gunther chopped Brock, and Brock just looked at him. And I think it was Bobby Lash came out. Bobby comes out, makes a havoc. And then, of course, Bobby goes in there, He lim- and Lesnar gets eliminated. And by the way, Lesnar did eliminate three people in that process. He eliminated Dawkins, Escobar, and Chad Gable. But Lashley came out of nowhere, so you know they're going with Brock. But the best part about that was what Brock threw a fucking fit. Bro- the st- it, the, yeah. Well, the steps part on the table. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Through the steps. I thought the announcers were dead. Right. And then, of course, McAfee's commentary, the alpha male versus species, he, he basically marks it. He tells Kofi, and Kofi was eliminated before that. He, the botch he had happened. But he talks about, Kofi, you need to stay down on ground for another 20 minutes. <laughs> I laughed. Uh, Corbin came in, got laid out. Rollins came in. and, and Corbin, I, I believe, was the uh, fastest elimination. I think it was only seven like, seconds. Seven, seven seconds, seconds got in the ring. Otis comes in. And they're starting to make Otis goofy again. I love Otis. I man. do too, man. He's he's never. I mean, let's be honest. He's never going to be a top guy. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have that look that you'd have as a top guy. But man, damn, he's entertaining, man. If he was six foot three or two, and he would weigh the way he weighed, Otis probably higher than Clark. He's five foot eight. He's five. He's not that big. But now he's strong as an ox. Oh, and God, people say, well, he's fat. And there's fat yeah, and there's muscle fat. fat. He's fucking like yeah. I'm fat. You're his, you know? his best work was with Mandy Rose. That stuff was money. Yeah, baby. <clears throat> uh Rollins comes in next, and then Rey Mysterio doesn't come in. They were saying they, they were pushing angle with him and Dominic back yep. to back, but he got hurt the other night. He gets seems like Ray gets hit with injuries left and right. Damn, man, he's I, still I, chugging though. All right, Dominic Mysterio comes in. One, get your perspective on on Dominic as a uh, how, how this heel turn is done for him. I want your perspective because I think it's been great for him. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I think he's definitely improved a lot. You could tell how green he was when he first came in. Right. Uh, just, I think him being around Finn more than any of them mm-hmm. has just, he's learned so much from him. Because Finn, mm-hmm. Finn's a vet. He's been doing this for and 20 I also plus be- years. I also believe that Damian Priest, who I'm a big fan yeah. of, I've, I've loved me some Priest. Yeah, he's a good yeah, I think yeah. Priest's good. And plus, he's got Rhea Ripley there. And I think that's She's awesome. She's awesome indeed. Uh, we're going to talk about Rhea here in a minute. But Elias comes in, gets dumped out. Ben Finn comes in. Then the, the surprise entry, Booker T comes out. Called and I called that. I said you Booker. Called I called. I said Booker will be in the Rumble. I got the text messages approved. Yeah, and I said <laughs> um, I said Booker will be in. It has to be. And he came in. People were online were saying his legs are small. He's fifty seven years yeah, he, old, man. He's still in good shape, he's dude. Still, he still did his thing. I mean, he landed the spin run. He had to get, use his hands to get up, but he landed it. Yeah. I mean, he looked good in spot. Did his high spots. Got thrown out of the ring. Now I did laugh the way he was dumped over the ring. The way he <laughs> landed. If you watch how he rolled out, it was funny. Priest comes in, Montez Ford. The elimination of the night, though, was this with Priest and Ford. And I, I, if you go back, Ford is comes up top rope. Priest catches him and chokes lands and holds him up, walks and dumps him over the mm-hmm. ring. And Ford lands on his feet. Now, you were saying that was amazing. Ford landed on his feet. I said, fucking Priest had to hold him yeah. up there to go. But, yeah, no. And then Edge comes in next. And Edge was in there for a minute and four seconds. Got he literally pop. came in there and cleaned house. He didn't care about winning the run. No, he wanted to get everybody out. Um, mm-hmm. We get the Phoenix. We get a little more Beth Phoenix action stuff. Yeah. Austin Theory is next. He comes in and he cleans. Omos comes in after this. 
Now I want to stop with theory. Yeah, actually, you know I'm gonna go back. What do you think about Montez Ford as a single possible down the line? It's gonna be a long road for him, just because of his size, I believe. He has beefed up. I realize if you look at his size, he's yeah. not as real lean as he was. He's more beefy and short. He's a big dude. He's a good solid dude. He might have that Kofi Kingston career. I think my I which think, Kofi Kingston's career is he's Hall of Famer. I, mean, I like that. The thing is, like, do you want to do you want to split him and the Angelo up? Because what does that make Angelo do? The Angelo will fade. Exactly. And I hate and I hate to say that, but I also believe. You imagine them turning heel and joining the hurt business and making that a faction? That would be good. I think that would be good. Um, how do you feel about Austin Theory? Future? Yeah, I do. I he's 25, 26 uh, years old doing this shit, he, and he he works like a vet. Yeah, he, he does. He, he, he works like a vet. Like him me. and Rollins have been putting on clinics. Well, him and fucking him and Lashley have been good. He works really. Theory works really well with people because he's young and fresh. And also, I like the new look he's got. He grew a beard yeah. out, he's a little bit more menacing. He's not a chicken shit heel. I like that. I'd like to see. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him keep progressing. I, we'll see what he does at the Elimination Chamber. Omos, thoughts on him? Now, I get told all the time I have a thing with the bigger wrestlers. Look, I grew up idolizing guys who were larger in life. Yeah. When I see a guy like that, I'm thinking. <clears throat> It's just not the fact he's big, but the fact he can move and he can he he has charisma, and you, he can do certain things. Like he ain't gotta go out there and do a flip and a drop kick. He can go in there and run across the ring. To me, I'm like, oh, he can move. He's he's nimble. He he, he has well balanced. You realize how big that motherfucker is? You're like Jesus. What's he seven five? Seven four four. Without without shoes on, he's seven foot three and a half. So he's 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 a he's a legit giant. He's a big man. I, I got I'm mixed emotions on him. I think his size is great. I think he's an I think he's an attraction type wrestler. If it was a territory days, he'd be um, he'd be if like an, he was around yeah. when Andre was there, or even 20 years ago, like going back for ter- like Raw and Smack Raw and WCW, he would be a bigger star than what he is. But I think he has to keep a mouthpiece. They, yeah, agreed. They, they can't right. You know. His charisma and his mic skills aren't there. Number 27, and this is the reason why I say his size, is Strowman comes in next. Strowman, I want Braun Strowman people is 6'8", 300 and some odd pounds, and Omos makes him look small. Yeah. And Omos isn't jacked or anything. He's just a big dude. He's lean, yeah. he's really muscular, but he ain't Strowman. Yeah. And they tease, and I, I've said this before, their match at Crown Jewel last year was great. Because if you go back and watch it, Strowman worked the smaller, he got his ass kicked, and, he, and Omos made one mistake and he beat him. But I like that. I'm curious to see where they go with uh, Omos and Strowman. I like, and then Ricochet comes in. I always said this: if Ricochet was six feet or six one, he'd be what Shawn Michaels was. He'd be in that position. He's just, he's just, he's just too small. Logan Paul comes in, and we did not see that coming. Got booed out the building. But you know what? And and then number thirty, Cody Rhodes. So I want to take you this. Cody Rhodes won the Rumble. I love I love the fact that him and Gunther had an actual match. Like, they didn't go 15 minutes, but they went an extra 5 or 10 minutes, and they worked. Yeah. And they they told a great story. Sheamus went 52 minutes. Johnny Gargano went 30 minutes. Drew McIntyre went 39 minutes. I'm going to get the numbers up here. Austin Theory, 15 minutes. Strowman, 11 minutes. Cody Rhodes... Went 15, and, and then, uh, of course, uh, Logan Paul went 10 minutes. But fucking, and Seth Rollins went 37 minutes, but fucking Gunther went one hour and 11 minutes. Broke the record. 
and they broke the original record. We all know who holds it's not Mysterio holds that record. It's Benoit. They don't want to say that. Yeah, and I will say this too. <laughs> I know what he did. I respect his work in the ring, but fuck Chris Benoit. Anyway, man. yeah, but I think Cody, the right guy, won. And like I was listening to Cornette's podcast earlier when it came out, he was talking about the right guy won. And people knew who was going to win it, but the way he won, the crowd still popped. And I love what Michael Cole said at the end of it. He goes, Cody Rhodes is one step closer to realizing the American dream. That, to me, was like, bam. That's selling point. And it, yeah. I think it's awesome. And I think it's great, man. Now, there are some spots in this, I think. They look like they're going with Rollins and Logan Paul at Mania. And I think that's going to be great. Brock is weird because I feel like the Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar thing is going to happen. Because I think they're saying they're going to work at Elimination Chamber. I think they might end it there. And because I think Gun- they teased Gunther and Brock... They would not tease that the way they did with the crowd reaction they got. They weren't going to do that. So I think that's good key. Outside of that, I see Gunther. I don't see. If Gunther wins, keeps the IC title in the Elimination Chamber, does Brock go for that belt? I don't, you don't need a, it. A, you don't need it. Brock don't need yeah. it. So it makes you wonder, like, okay, what are they what are they, what are they going with this? Outside of that, the Rumble place was good. We got the we got the, everything worked well storyline-wise. Yeah. So it just depends. I, I obviously we're gonna get Mysterio versus Mysterio man. They're talking. That's oh. a good build. They've, they've, they've think, done a great job and building. That they're doing the old school thing. Where Ray's not gonna fight his son. Or anything. It's been off TV for a while. Right. Yeah. So, right guy won. What'd you think about the Rumble though, in general? Because that's the big thing. The Royal, the usually a great, a, a good Royal Rumble have a card, but if it's a shitty Rumble, it ruins it. To me, kicking this off, this thing went an hour and uh, went over seventy minutes. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Uh, the right guy won, hundred um, percent. There couldn't, there, there was no one else in there that made sense to win, to go up against Roman. Right. Um, I kind of wish he would have came in at one and and pulled it off like Sean did. <clears throat> but I guess he's one of those kind of characters, and he's so over with the crowd that you have to have him one or mm-hmm. third. Yeah, I got you. So I got you. Um, um, but I, I, I think I think the, the right guy definitely won. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Number the match, the second match tonight. This was the match that I wanted to see more than anything, and because I'm a huge Bray Wyatt fan. Hold on, before we jump into this, we gotta acknowledge something from the Royal Rumble. What? That Logan Paul spot with Ricochet. Okay. Oh my God. I apologize. Oh my God. Yes. It's gonna be played for a long time. Me, we were sitting here. My fucking price just text me something. Pray Montez beats Elias. Okay. Um, I'm watching them go on the ring apron, and they're talking. And Logan Paul is a lot bigger than looks. And first off, I want to point this out. Logan Paul can box. He's also a wrestler. I think there's something going on with UFC. I think he's trying to get a UFC contract. And I think that's. I think he'll do much better than his brother because his wrestling, his wrestling can work. He's got a big follow. And plus, he's a, he's a big six. He's a yeah, tall, he's a tall, so lean. So I'm sitting there watching like, what are they going to do? And we sat there and literally, even my girlfriend, she don't really know. She heard that pop, that sound, their, their skin popping. And she's like, she, her eyes rolled up. We all were like, what the fuck did we just watch? And Price goes, and I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> like you know, I don't mark out, yeah. like, but I'm like sitting there, I'm like, that was awesome. It was awesome, but that to me was incredible. And the yeah. fact that Logan Paul is not even a year in this shit, 
and he's doing this. And I he's he's passionate. He loves wrestling. Yeah. He loves it. He he he's very, he calls it a sport, which I respect, and I yeah. think that's awesome. That's... He he calls it newsflash sport sport sport. You know where I'm going with that. But that spot that was probably, it'll be obviously spot of the night. 100%. But the way the timing of that, if they're off by an inch, that thing is ugly. And it yeah, can be it, stupid. It they nailed it. So we go to the pitch black, the Mountain Dew pitch black match. This was just an advertisement for the, the for the thing. You ever had the pitch black Mountain Dew? Oh, I love it. It's I need to pick some. I mean, I never had yeah, it. It's, it's old. It's it, they brought it back out. It used to be back in like '06. Mountain Dew's got a lot of crazy ass flavors, man. That's good. <laughs> Mountain Dew. They had, like a, they had a sour version too. I remember. I remember the sour yeah, version. Pitch black too. Yeah, pitch black. I remember that. Yeah. So going to this, I want to start this off with. I'm a big LA Knight fan. We're I talking do. about Bray. I think LA LA Knight is 20 years behind because his promos he talks. Yeah, yeah. like his promos and shit. Like he's old school. The yeah, way he, he talks, the way he up. points the crowd. He demand he demands the attention of the arena. It's almost like The Rock and Austin mixed in. He thing. reminds me. So he's got he's like a horseman. Yeah. He he's he is. He's, he's got the build of Arn Anderson that body, but he 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 remind he talks like a Tully Blanchard. Down to you. Let me talk to you. You ain't gonna tell me. Blah, blah, blah. That's how he and he as a babyface. He would be great as babyface because he can insult anybody. I like I like some LA night. Yeah. But Bray Wyatt to me is I love Bray, and I'm still boggled that he got released last year, 2021. And I was bummed about that for like a week, and it's weird because. I did a tribute show to Jay Briscoe, and I was really tore. I was upset about Jay getting killed. You were the one that first told me. Yeah. And you, people don't realize the, the, when you're a fan of this, you love this. Yeah. You, there's no liking. You love this, and you feel a type of way when these guys pass away. Roy Roy Animal got when he died in 2020. Dad and I just watched the, his Dark Side of the Ring a week before that. Dad felt a way about. It. He grew up watching those guys. Yeah. See what I'm saying? You feel a way. When Bray, when guys get fired, you're like, what the fuck? Bray getting fired? I was like, man, somebody... Yeah. It, it didn't make sense. It came left field, too. It, I don't know, because we knew he was coming back. It At was, some point. And look what happened. Especially and, when Triple H took over. Well, we I knew, knew he was Well, really I knew. Yeah, and then he comes back, and I was skeptical. That debut, that return was awesome. Oh, my God. But... I just watched it I was again. like, I, it's, you get goosebumps watching it. Yeah, but I was so sitting there thinking, like, okay... What, how are they going to do this? How is this going to work? Where is this going to go? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm watching it. And Bray comes out. He's got eyeshadow on with a thing. And he's walking to the ring. You see some of the Fireflies Funhouse characters. I know some people hate that, but I don't mind it. And I'm an old like school. It. I'm an old school traditional wrestler. Let's not make the business look silly. And that it's not silly like it's degrading the business. It has its place. But it should be it should be used in certain aspects. And yeah, that's what there's a difference. I rather have that on TV than a guy doing a dick flip. You, oh, 100%. you get what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. You get what I'm no, saying? I, like, yeah. 100%. But they get in there and the lights go down. And you see Bray's got like he's painting his face. He's got a gold teeth in. I'm thinking, okay, Bray's got a little edginess. And then the lights come out and you see the look. The first thing I thought of when I saw that was two well, actually two things. One, that's fucking awesome. And two the Lobo is a, D, uh, a character from DC Comics. It was so fucking similar. And I've seen Bray wear Lobo shirts. I'm like, there we go. First off, I would say this. For five minutes and five seconds that match went, I was entertained by it. I knew it was going to be a great match. I knew it was going to be. But I, it delivered its purpose. 
Bray, you seen this? He had number six like sprayed on his head. We've heard the Wyatt six. We've heard the rumors. Yep. La and I had spots where he did a great job with this. You knew. I thought what I was leading to. I thought Uncle Howdy was going to cost Bray the match, and La was going to win. But Bray got the win over La Knight. They did a lot to keep La Knight alive. The table spot I liked. I liked that Bray got pissed and threw a toolbox ring. He was out of his anger. I thought the Kendo stick spots were good, and I like to finish out of nowhere. And I like his face. Bray's facials are incredible. Yeah, he's good. The post match is what I want to get your thoughts on. What do you think about the new mask that he's got, supposedly? I like how he changes it up. I mean, he's he's the most creative. He's one of the more creative guys I mean, I've ever seen. I've ever seen. Like, if people yeah. give him shit, man, I love Bray. And I I know Cornette's, he's old school. I know Cornette. I love Corny. I'm one of those Colt Gordon guys, but he, I don't agree with him. I don't have to agree with everything he says. Yeah. And I don't like the way he feels about him and Brian last. I don't like the way he says about Bray. But I respect your opinion on it. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But I get where they're coming from. I understand it. But Bray, people need to look at this. He, well, they say his matches in the ring are great. It's not about that, guys. No, he's, he, Bray's building storytelling is great. He's had good matches. But that's not what he's – I mean, as, as Ronza says, Bray's going to sell you a pay-per-view and a buy rate. The payoff is going to be whatever, but it'll be down the line. Right. I've watched him tear the house down with Taker, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. I've seen him tear the house down with Randy Orton a couple of times. Rollins. He could, he had, it's yeah, he has to have the certain guy, but he can tell a story. Bray, if Bray was in the nineties, he re, he, oh. everybody compares him to Taker. He reminds me more of Mick Foley than anything. Yeah. With his personas and way he can think of things, and his Kevin Sullivan and Jake Roberts way. He's got a lot of Jake Roberts in him. Okay. With thinking, a process, psychology. Real good on the mic. Best talker in the uh, MJF's great. Bully Ray, but Bray's in that conversation. And Paul Heyman. Yeah, yeah, God Almighty, yeah. Bray, I, if people try to categorize him with with the Undertaker, and he says I'm not Taker, and he knows that, and they, it's it's the dark side thing. I get that, but it's like it's almost like the same. Like he's like he's like an attraction. Now Taker can work. We all know that. But mm-hmm. did Taker did Taker have matches every every night on no. Raw or, or SmackDown? It, no, it took mistake they away. I mean, look how many like during the the ministry and like they're just pulling people off and storage. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like they just do you backstage know I think stuff. Also, like, people say Bray is dark and everything else. I hate this. I hate to tell this anybody, but he's not that dark. Taker was way more darker. Oh, God. and people don't realize there was shit that Taker was doing in the '90s. You could not do today. There was like, I mean, him talking about bombing. You know, how about him embalming Steve Austin? Say we're gonna bomb him alive. You think they'd be down TV today? When he uh. Hung when he big, hung a noose off of the Hell in a Cell with Big Boss Man, Ray Trailer, trailer baby. R.I.P. Ray Trailer. Uh, I remember watching that live. I remember Dad going, "They're gonna fucking hang him with a noose." <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, he sold the hell out of it. Though. <laughs> I don't know how he did <laughs> it. Kicking it all so he died. He just like he just limp, went limp, man. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Or the fact of how you know Taker would be Taker would talk about like you know it being promos and cemetery shit. Bray Bray was mysterious. Bray is more mysterious. Yeah, but his personas. I will say this though, that mask, it looked like some out of a horror film, but you know what it reminded me of? You know the advertising for the Call of Duty? Modern Warfare, that's what that mask reminded me of. Also, I love that LA Knight, they worked that Kindle, those Kindle shots really well, and Bray kept stalking him. The bump though, Howdy jumping off the thing, first off, I don't give a fuck if it's on a crash pad, you're still 15 feet up in the air. It's gonna hurt. Ask Shane McMahon that. Yeah. He falls, <laughs> and I mean, he missed him. He did miss him. But the after effects of the fire shit, nobody's talking about that. They're talking about the presentation of Bray's new character, and that's what matters. Bray's creativity is insane, and to the point where I'm thinking, I don't know where they're going to go with Bray on this. I, I liked how they had the firehouse, uh, uh, up, house uh, characters up, yeah. up there with him, too. Right. 
Now there has been rumors that Bray is going to work with Howdy at Mania. That's going to be the the payoff with this. Um, we've we're going to talk about Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair in a minute. How weird that match ended the way it did. Yeah. But Bray and L.A. Knight, I like what they did. It was really cool in a way. And also, I knew L.A. Knight, the neon with the yellow, his tights really shine. Well, I thought that was good. He kept yeah. himself involved. But Bray's presentation was just, I love his new gear. He's the only dude I know that can have a beard, dreads, and gold teeth and pull it off. The way it would, you know what I mean? I think it worked. I think it was overall success, actually. I mean, because, I mean, yes, us as avid wrestling fans and have been our whole lives. We we knew L.A. Knight before. Yeah, Eli you know, he Drake. He came up Eli, to the main Eli roster, Drake, right? Eli so, Drake. To us, it wasn't no surprise that he's a hell of a worker, but to the WWE fans and WWE-only crowd, they, that, that, they got their he's first also, sight. He, he, they, he's, he got one, him over. he's one of those guys that got. he should have been there five or six years yeah. ago, and he, plain and simple, he's 40 years old. He's going to get a little bit of run for about two years and be done. Yep. Match number three, Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Now, I want your opinion on this. Can we take the fucking names on the show of the title belts? Can we take that? I, I, I'm not a fan of that. I think it demoralized World Raw, Raw Women's, Women's Champion, SmackDown Women's Champion. How about I'm a World Women's Champion or I'm the WWE Women's Champion? Like, Can't we just have one? I mean, anyway, agreed. <laughs> but this Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, uh, they've been teasing Bliss going back to the dark side with Howdy and Bray. Bianca comes out. She's money. And she's not stale. People are still cheering for her. Oh, you know, she's, she's incredible. She's, over. she's incredible. They went seven minutes, 35 seconds, and... Bianca beat her out of nowhere. I blinked and she beat her. I thought they would go a little longer. I was hoping they would. But they didn't. Um, they teased that uh, Alexa Bliss. They teased Howdy on the Tron again. She's looking away. They didn't do anything on Raw the other night with her. So I was... I, I, was, think, I think that match was more of the story with Alexa. And, yeah. And, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Then we get to number four. The fourth match of the night. The 30 Women's Rumble were a rumble and I'm pulling it up. We... And here's the thing. This year, the Rumble, we knew the two two clear cut winners, but the way they we knew Cody, we knew Rhea, but the way they pulled this off, it was great. Rhea and Liv Morgan started this out, and I will make this clear. I like Liv. I feel like her push is kind of getting direct, it's kind of getting old, but they're doing Triple H is doing the thing. Let's get the belt off her. Let's reset her, and he's done a great job. They start off, they did a good thing. Dana Brooke came in next, then it came Emma. Then it came Shannon Baszler. And they actually, the girls actually filled up the ring more. They actually, they kept a beef. Um, Emma came in, Shannon Baszler. I've always thought Shannon's one of the most misused women ever in the history yeah. of that roster. I thought Sh- Emma came out too, looking great. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> Bailey comes in. I've always said, I never thought Bailey would be the heel that she is. I never thought it. In my, I never saw come B-Fab come in. And she, Rhea got rid of her quick. Roxanne Perez, I do think she's talented. And I'm going to stop at 10, but then Dakota and Neil Sky come in. I will make this really clear. Out of all these 10 women, you look at these. Dana Brooks been there a while. Emma's been her hand. Jenna Blazer, Blazer, those three right there. Emma's a good worker, but you know what she is. Dana's okay. Shayna, you always thought, could have been better with the booking. Bailey, good heel. B-Fab is all right. She fits her with a hit row. Yep. Roxanne Perez has got a good – she has a good future, yep. in my opinion. And I like the way they eliminated her uh, – uh, Damage control limiter, so they protected the NXT Women's Champion. Dakota Kai's gonna work, but Eo Sky's after she's incredible off the ropes. Then Natalia comes in. I like her little homage to her dad with the Heart Foundation New jacket America. and uh, Candice LeRae, the Poison Dixie. Nothing. Zoe Stark, though, I will point this out. That girl needs to be on the main roster. 
Zoe Stark for NXT. Yeah, she's stout. She's stout. She's good. Xia Lee. I don't know. I think I think Stark and Charlotte would have fantastic match because she can. She's good off the ropes. And she's she's strong as an. And they're both just yeah. They're both shooters. Like shooters, they're both just. Yeah. Yep. Becky Lynch comes in at fifteen. I've been on the notion. I thought that Becky's a little overrated. She's getting stale. I think. I think with that heel turn really burned her out. I think it burned people out because they were so happy to see her. They didn't want her to be a baby a heel. They wanted her to be a baby face. And first off, the fact she's the man and this, I'm like, whatever. But there's only one man. Yeah. Woo. And Becky, she did. I thought she did well, but I knew coming in said she's going to be 15. She'll be at the end. And she, no, she wasn't. She was one of the. She was actually the 12th person eliminated in this damn thing, and she only lasted 10 minutes. Bailey and it evolved around damage control, but Bailey went twenty. She went twenty seven minutes. EO and Dakota went back to back, and they had twenty minutes apiece. So damage control and those women tag team titles are getting yeah, pushed really pushing. well. Yeah. I don't know where they're gonna go with that angle. I know they're, they're teasing that it's gonna be Meacham, Mia Yim, and um, Candice. Maybe they'll have a six man, but I don't know. Tegan Knox comes in next. She's really good, shiniest wizard, but we all know she's got the bad knees. Number seventeen. This was one I was smiling from ear to ear with Oscar. We get to see Kana, which is the Japanese, and I I knew of Kana, but I didn't know Trip is my is an indie wrestling nut, and that's why we get along so well. He was telling me about Kana, and I went and looked up, and I obviously I knew who she was, but seeing her, she's more evil and menacing. And people, the the crowd popped; they were excited to see. And she got rid of her weave, the weave extension. She's got Different short hair. hair. Yeah, she look, she looks smaller in person, yeah. and I think it look, it looked really good. She came in; she was cleaning the house. And she ended up lasting 33 minutes in this. Piper Nevin, thank God. Thank God. God. Dude, drop is dead. And she went 28 minutes, and she can work. Tamina was next. Chelsea Green. And people said, well, they buried her. No, they're going to make her a Karen. That's exactly what they're Her Matt Cordain did on the Indies, they're going to bring that here. WWE level. It's perfect. Perfect Selena Vega. Street Fire 6, I will be buying that. Raquel Rodriguez. Money, money. Six feet tall. She looks like a brick house. She looks like a badass. I'm a big Raquel Rodriguez fan. I wish she would have got more eliminations in the Rumble, but I I see what they're gonna do. Mia Yim, I think, is a good worker. Yep. Lacey Evans. I'm on the fence. I'm off the fence, and I'm sitting in the back. I like the Southern. <laughs> I like the Southern Belle gimmick. I thought it was fine. But restart, reboot, Re- and like now I like this idea, but it's like. Salute me, like you said it to the crowd three or four times. You're in a rumble. Turn your ass around. You know what I mean? I, now I do like her using the Cobra Clutch. I think that's cool. But she's a good athlete. Bring Sarge in the man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Michelle McCool. I popped on this. I was like, well, she's in the crowd and she worked in Uggs. It's weird because Lacey Evans kind of reminds me of Michelle. She does. They, they kind of have the same look, built and same, stuff. Like, yeah. Michelle's cuter, I think. Well, there's a reason the Undertaker married her. Yeah, good man. Indy Hartwell, one of the most underrated athletes in that company. She can spring off the ropes better than anybody. She's incredible. Sonya Deville, I don't know why she gets the opportunity she gets, but whatever. <laughs> Shauncee, I've always liked Shauncee. She's had her issues in the she ring. She got a good pop. She got a good pop. Nikki Cross, I, she's on crazy as shit. And then 30, no one saw Nia Jax coming. And here's the thing. I hate it for her. I feel bad for Nia because she gets stabled. She's really a nice, she's a nice woman. She's really thoughtful. People say, well, she needs to go back down to developmental and learn how to work. People look, man. She she's your accent's gonna happen. It's unfortunate she's had so many accents. She's a beast. She's a I I wish they didn't botch her entrance. Oh yeah. They started they, they didn't have a countdown for third. She uh, they and she came out, I was like, 
her music just hit, and I was like, and wait, I, what? They got her over even more. Everybody stopped. Yeah, that and was... she didn't eliminate nobody, but what she do? She took people out, yep. and it took whatever. And Rhea's is the one that got her out. So go through the entries. I'm looking at this. I love the finish of this, and I would let you know the women's rumble. In my opinion was better than men's, and I never thought, I never thought I said, but that rumble was really good. The pacing, that finish with the t- the final three. I love the the missed angle with Oscar, and how Rhea got her out. And Liv was blind, and she somehow fought out of it and almost won the thing. And I love the finish with her legs. I thought that was great. And I love how Oscar was just smiling the entire time. I loved how the one and two was in the end. Yeah, I do. I like that, too. It was it was a good time. And Rhea went an hour. And by the way, Rhea is so good in the ring. She's incredible. The She's young. House. The problem with worries me about Rhea, what worries me about her, is she's so far ahead of some of the girls she sells, oversells them, and it makes her look bad. And I kind of cringe. Cornette brought that up, and I'm thinking I thought the same shit, but she's yeah. good. But there's other highlights. I've highlighted that I see, and I always said, they would probably, now obviously Rhea's going to challenge Charlotte. And people online are losing their fucking minds because they think, well, Charlotte's going to beat her. No, she's not. I'm telling you, what's, Charlotte's a baby face. Charlotte's yeah. going to lose to Rhea. It makes sense what she's doing. Her and Bianca, she ain't worried about Bianca. As much as it sounds, she ain't worried about Bianca. But I will state this, though. That women's chamber, I think I knew it was going to take on Bianca. If Asuka gets in that, it's going to be Asuka. I think if she gets in it. But uh, your thoughts on the women's rumble, what you think of it? I thought it was better than the men's. I wasn't I wasn't upset that there wasn't the um, legends coming in surprise factor. You know, like, yes, uh, Alita or Trish Stratus, Victoria... You know, you're gonna get a pop, but that's all you're gonna get. Right. You're not. It's not real. When you got that much talent through NXT, I also another thing too. I like that they let a lot of people from NXT come. There's more people from NXT Mm -hmm. come up in the women's Rumble than the men's. Me and Price said it. He, I said it. Price agreed. This is the best our women's divisions ever looked. They, I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible how good that division is. And be honest with you, I, I know Mandy Rose got fired. I was really hoping. I was waiting to see her come back to the main they roster. They need to bring her back. Her toxic attraction. I thought bringing them back, bringing up the roster. I'm like, man, can you imagine damage control against them? I mean, just bringing credibility to that tag team division, and you get them on team and get them in there. I mean, Mandy Rose was most improved last year. I oh, thought. 100%. Yeah, she had a great. She she's she, having good matches. I mean, she she might be the top five. I mean, at yeah. last year, deep. I mean, not divas, but. Women's women in that in that company in and the company you know and I, you know there's some people out there to talk about Sasha Banks and Mercedes Monet about how she's revolutionary she's overrated yeah I've said I've said I've said I know I've me you've talked about this goes to Japan botches the first move she does I think that's more on Kari but I, at the same time like first off I'm like she's walking around her what? I'm like I understand your popularity I understand what you're trying to do. I get what you're trying to do I understand your goals but. There's a guy that his name is J. I think it's JD from New York. He's this guy. He is a Skip Bayless of wrestling podcast, and he threw a fucking tantrum when Charlotte came on SmackDown and beat Ronda for the belt. He threw a fucking tantrum because she's undeserving. But he praised fucking Sasha Banks for what she did. She's walking into New Japan getting a women's world title match, 
It's, it's like, like, could we be balanced at because your favoritism? And then when Charlotte did that promo in the ring and he, he she didn't mention Bailey, he threw mentioned Bailey or those other people. He goes, You have no right to do that. I'm like, you realize this is a work, you fucking idiot. Like, can, we, anyway, can we agree that Charlotte's the GOAT? The GOAT. I think she's when she hangs her boots up, she will be she has great matches. She can work the prop, she can talk on the mic, she's money. If she became a free agent day, fuck anybody else. Tony Khan, get up yeah, call her, call she, her, offer wherever you want. She goes that division, oh my god. I think I've seen her have better matches than the men. I mean, she's she's had better matches than the men. I'm not many the, I'm not a big fan of energy and wrestling, but if Charlotte and Rhea ever went through that route, I would I would watch it. I would support it. Because I believe I believe it would be worth. I'm not a fan of that, but I think it would be a good idea. They say Rhea reminds everybody of China, and I see where they're coming from. Her size and she. Rhea's got Rhea's a fucking freak. She's amazing to watch in the she's ring. She's good. And she she's right. so young. It's like some whoever trained her trained her right. It's that English Australia the, those the overseas they train their guys. You look at how many young those talent. Dakota Kai is from New Zealand. Look how good she works in the ring. Psychology wise stuff. It, some of the girls come here from the states. It takes a lot of rest. But Rhea, for how young she is, and like Tony Storm's another one. That's that's incredible, and I I'm excited. I'm hoping they when they at Mania. I hope they book it right. I think don't, she, don't put them mid card. Let no, them open the show. Night one, you know. they'll main event it. Night or or one, main event. Night yeah, one. If they're, are they night. doing? Are they doing a two night? Yeah, they're doing two nights again. I got and I got to miss night one. I got to work that night. I try to get it off. They wouldn't let me because of blackout date. Mm. I hate blackout dates. Yeah, ours is September to October. Will you work out again? Uh, I work for Pioneer Seed. Okay, I know you're okay. You like it out there? I love it. Good money. Yeah, a lot better than where I was at before. So, ain't no wrong with that, brother. It's good for you. All right, Roman Reigns (laughs) in the main event time single match for the undisputed Universal World Championships. Roman with Paul Heyman, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Now, I told myself, I said, I don't need a hot finish. I need an angle finish. And what I mean by that is I need to see something set up what we're going to get. First off, this is the best. These guys have worked all the time. This is the best match they've ever had together. Yeah. I thought it was better than our last man standing match at at, at, um, at the Rumble years ago. And it was better, the, the two last man standing matches they had at the Rumble. And I thought it was better than their TLC match they had at Table of and Chairs. This is, to me, their work in this, they told a great story. Owens... And I'm going to go out here on a limb on this, but I'm going to talk about Owens first, then I'll segue into Sam where we talk about this. I've been very critical of Kevin Owens in the past. My biggest issue with Kevin Owens was, I don't care if you wrestle in shorts and a t-shirt. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I have a hard time believing a guy who has fishy white pale arms, who is five foot nine, and looks like a guy. He might be a fighter, but he looks like dog shit with his appearance. <laughs> He's not believable. Not believable. Yeah. What happens? He literally gets hurt, comes back. He has a full fucking sleeve. He's grown his fucking beard out. He's got a little gray hair in his beard. His hair's kind of spiked. And he he fires up. He's not a whiny heel. He's fired up as a heel. He's a classic old school. And he could be a baby face. I said, okay, I can buy this. That, to me, I'm fine with. Because yeah. it hides something. You take his tattoos away from me, I ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like, you, like that believability. And he's a... He, Owens works his ass off, man. Oh, man. He he's works like, his ass off. I give him First off, let's talk about Roman. Best in the world, or is it even a fucking debate? It's like it's, it's like Pat Mahomes. It's not a debate. No. He, I mean, when when guys like Chris Jericho and stuff come out and say there's, we shouldn't even be talking about one. We talk about two. Right. Who's two? Right. Because we Roman, all know who won. Roman is so damn good. 
we I saw this coming years ago, so he can be a fucking heel. Now, is he the greatest wrestler? I'd like, say pure for pure wrestler. No, no. Well, entertainer like in the 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 what we're talking. Does about he fit? Here? Does he check off the categories? Can he work? Can he talk? Can he perform at a high level? Is he box office? Does he move the needle? Does he draw money? Does he sell merch? Oh, Is he the number one guy? That's that's yeah. where I go oh, off. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's not a well. Will Osprey had nineteen thousand yeah. five star. Ma- no dumbasses. I'm talking yeah. about box office. What can he do? Can he draw? Can he do? If he got fired, can he got, generate a dollar? Yeah, exactly. You think you don't think Tony Khan? If he came available, Tony Khan would offer every fucking nickel he had. He to would him. get it rid of. I guarantee you, Tony Khan will give Roman Reigns more money than Kenny Omega. And fact check me on that. It's a fucking truth. But Roman would demand it. <laughs> <laughs> he's the shock. But he I will say this, the story. It was so good to watch. Like when they fucked up that spot, that botch, that botch happened. Roman saved his ass, and then Kevin responded with a sit-on. I thought the spear spots were good, and. How does Owens take that bump with the stairs? I'll never oh, fucking. The I don't first know. time was bad, but the second one. Oh, how do And I love Sammy. Sammy kind of like just stay down, please. And the spear, like he looked like he killed him. And the finish, I thought was great. And you know, reluctantly throw up the one. I love Sammy being hesitant to throw in the chair. It was just great psychology. So His psychology was good. Like admit, like that's that's wrestling. This this might be one of the greatest storylines WWE has ever had. It's it's probably in our top five or ten. I gotta think about. I mean, the, it's, the, it's I mean, up. you gotta go back to the ages with the mega powers exploding the way they did. Undertaker Kane. The Undertaker. You know, Taker Kane's number it's one. Number That's one. number one. But just, I think the story's still going on. I don't know if they're brothers or not. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, but I love the finish. Owens is dead. Basically, he fucking smacks Reigns. Reigns spears him. One, two, three. The aftermath. What happened? Now this is where I get to it. This thing fucking dragged. For ten minutes longer than it needed to be, I thought. But outside of that, Bloodline comes down. They're gonna give Samus flowers, and the Usos beat the shit out of Owens. And then Solo Sokoa does his spots, and they chain him up with handcuffs. And then we see Roman's about to hit him with a chair, and Sammy stops him. And I immediately, I go from back to my couch to this. I scoot up, and I'm like. Okay, and me and my boy Price, my, my, one of my best friends, he's like sitting there like this, he, and he's biting his fucking nails. Like, he's like, yes, 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 yes. And I mentioned you were too. Oh, 100%. And next thing I see in here, I go, wait a minute, what's happening? And Sammy, and I love that they didn't have a microphone, there's no fucking mic. And here's another thing, and you'll probably agree with me this. I know there's people who are saying, where's it? There's no, the commentary just shuts the top, like, there's wrestling sports entertainment. That's more sports entertainment where I want the bell ringing. I want guys to run in and the bloodline kicking people's ass. You know what I mean? Get yeah, some no, heat. Because the way this angle, this segment happened, not, you could probably t- chime in here with this. If that had been in the 80s or the 70s, they would have had a fucking riot. The way they beat down, we're talking. You got heat. That's heat. That's fucking and white. They'd have probably had, and, yeah, and, they and, had you how, and you realize how quiet it got? I was sort of thinking, like, they're going to have a fucking riot. I, that's me in my back of my mind. Like, they're going to have a fucking riot. And Sammy got in there at the right time. Sammy talked, and then Roman hands him the chair, and I'm thinking, oh, this is great. And you want to take it over from here? I mean, you're... It reminded me, it, it, it gave you that uh, shield feel, right? When, no, when... It, it reminded me of... It reminded me of... I don't 
thank you. You know how Virgil turned on Ted DiBiase? Yeah. The million, it reminded me how he believed it, like he got in his face and shit. It reminded me of that. Or it reminded me of like, you know, like the like when Vince slapped Big Show at WrestleMania and Big mm-hmm. Show punched his ass yeah. out. Like it, it felt like, oh, fuck. And Sammy was so good that he reluctantly smacked and when he hit him with that fucking chair. He laid it in. Laid it How much better would it have been in Cornette? I'm still in this from Cornette. If Roman spat on Owen's turnaround and Sammy whacked him over the fucking head with that chair. You can protect a guy with a chair shot as long as they know it. You imagine that? And the pop. That was that people went nuts. They'd have popped off the head shot. And then Sammy drops that fucking chair. And just apologize. Apologize. And and I had to do and it. Jay sitter like pounds like motherfucker. Why did you make me do And this? Jimmy lays and then they start kicking this shit out of Sammy. But the spot I didn't expect, Jay walking away. Jay didn't run through the ropes. He slid under the bottom rope, looked and walked away. And I'm thinking, oh my God. And then Roman laid those chairs out, they laid the flowers on, they leave them laying. That segment was fucking perfect. The only thing I would have wished, Sammy got a little color. We saw some blood. Like if they like beat up on, I mean, I know it's PG, but if they no, had, I agree. They, I, I feel like it makes blood, it more believable. Blood draws money, it yeah. makes things green. It's an old school saying, yeah. but that's great. And also, I'm gonna point out, Heyman is so good in the back. When he hit wrong with that chair, Heyman's reaction, like Heyman's mouth, and Eric Stone and Jimmy laid and Jimmy and Solo laid their shit in, and it just adds more fuel to it. And we lead off. Sammy's laying in the middle of the ring, and. Crowd chant, fuck you, Roman. Like, they, there, was, and they, there was heat, man. He that was getting. Because the storyline, Sammy's been. The, the Sammy's been the star, right? The last couple months. Mm-hmm. He, they, they have got him over. Sammy Zayn is over. Someone I really didn't think was ever going to get over. I'll, I'm going to chime in when you get done with that because I'm a, like, how I felt about Kevin is about Sammy, but I'm a, you're going you're gonna to agree with me on this. I so I was, I was just ecstatic when he got that pop. When he hit him with that chair, because he deserves he deserved that man. He's put his time in, you know. Right. So he deserved that moment. And they're going to Montreal with this for the Limitless Chamber. This other oh, it's going to tear the house down. Here's the thing, and I've I just like I've said this about Sami Zayn. I think Sami Zayn's one of the best in ring sellers in the business. He reminds me a lot of Ricky Morton the way he limps his body and shit. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of Ricky. Now he's not as great as Ricky was, but I'm just saying. He's incredibly strong for his size and his frame. My problem was he was so fucking pale with a red beard. I thought, eh, let me take him serious, whatever. And then I was so fucking near annoyed last year when they did that jackass match. I understand what they're doing, but I don't. That to me is more embarrassing than the Firefly Funhouse. Like they made a mockery of a guy that you know what I mean. And the same as the one to pull it off and was entertained for what it was, but yeah. I did not like it. I, I like how I, Roman mentioned it. Yeah, when he was talking. You, to so him. you were doing like, spots you want, with the jackass. Yeah, now you remember where you were? Yeah, yeah, but. This whole thing with the bloodline, Sammy can talk. He's worked his ass off. And I'm I'm about to say, is a baby face fight from underneath. I can see Sammy being a guy getting a mid-card title and hanging on to it for a while. Sammy's always going to be the guy, and people need to get this. Kevin Owens will be in the main event. He might get another world title, but he'll always have an opportunity. Sammy's going to be the guy that gets the guy over for that guy. And that's what. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Got, Guys have made a living doing that for a oh, long God. time, and I think people need to realize that. Like, people takers put over. I mean, I'll give, you, I'll give, I'll give you, I'll give you one. In the '80s for Hogan. You know who got those guys ready? Jake Roberts. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys. Jake Roberts would get guys ready for that, or you know, 
as a belch, Hercules Hernandez, guys like that got Hogan, got guys ready for Hogan, and the all and the the heirs with Austin. Sean Walton was big on that. You know, there's there certain guys you put in place. Yeah, they're gonna be there for ten. They're there for yep. 10, 12 years. Dolph Ziggler's a guy, perfect example. Dolph is so talented. He yeah. gets in his own way sometimes because of his mouth and what he's done in the past. But Dolph is so good. He's gotten Braun Breaker over within three matches they've had. He's gotten Braun over by himself. And Braun's probably got the most anticipated date. He's coming up soon. We're going to talk about yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for Braun. But they leave with some heat. So, so far, the rest of the main events are planned. Roman versus Cody and Bria versus Charlotte. I'm anticipating this mania is going to be awesome. We're behind Triple H. Soul 5 is going to be rocking. Yep. Here's my thing. Does Roman lose to Cody? He has to. I don't see Roman losing. And I'm going to tell you why. I can see Roman winning those belts, keeping the belts, and they just, it's too much too soon, I think. I think people expect it. Now, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. I, Cody beats him fine, but man, you're almost a thousand days as a champion. Thousand days, like you really want to get over that point. Roman will be at nine hundred and forty something days when if he loses that belt to Mania. That's it's, and I will say this right now, Roman. This is the greatest run of a world champ we've had in the last 20, 25 years. It's oh, not yeah. even close. No. Roman's run has been incredible. What he's been able to do, and it might be the last run he has. You never know. Yeah, he's getting up there. He's right. He's in his mid. He's in his mid to late thirties and. You know, he's Hollywood's gonna be calling. They're gonna oh, be calling for guys. <laughs> They're gonna be calling for he's it. He's got guy. the look, the charisma. He's got everything. Yeah, he's got that it. run he's had. People are gonna appreciate it. I like what they're going, and I think it's it was a great Royal Rumble. It's the best Rumble from top to bottom. Ahead. Now, it was a five hour event. I didn't realize how long it was. I wish they would have started at seven o'clock and just ended it at ele- ended it at, ended it at eleven thirty and been done with it. You know what I mean? But it was it just dragged. They had a lot of they had a lot of like uh, advertisements. Yeah, a lot of advertisements. Like, so, I was watching a, a raw there for a minute. So on a grade level A to F, where would you grade the Rumble? Oh man, uh, if I'm just men's Rumble was mediocre. Okay, got some pretty good spots. Cody's. Win was kind of predictable, but the the ending with uh, Gunther and him was was great. Uh, the women's, I'm gonna go ahead and chalk it up. At, I'm I'm gonna give him a B plus. Okay, all right, uh, that's fair. I think it's really good. So I will say I'm gonna go like how you did, but I, that's how I really run it down. Cody and the the Rumble match was predictable how it was, but I love the way it worked and how long it was. Bray Wyatt LA Knight was not supposed to be five stars or anything like that. I hate that notion of five stars, but it was good for what it was. Bianca Belair next, kind of disappointed, but I get what they're doing. Rhea Ripley and Lit, Rhea winning the women's. That was the best rumble of the mat night and probably the best match. Yeah. Roman and Kevin Owens, angle match delivered, get, they delivered and everything with the post match. On an A to F schedule uh, setting, I'm going to give it a solid. I'm going to go an A minus. I think it was. if. Bianca and Alexis had delivered a little bit more for me. Yeah. And if the post-match, as great as it was, it just dragged with Roman and Sammy. If they if they had done it, bam, 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 like that quicker, even though it dragged, it would have been a lot better in my opinion. And I if and also, at that fucking, the, the Bray Wyatt thing, I think the only negative about Bray Wyatt and LA Knight, I think I could say is 
the amount of backlash people were giving it, thinking it should have been a, it should have never happened. You, so you go put LA Knight and Bray Wyatt in the fucking Royal Rumble and fall throw them out there. No, they give them what they want. You know what I mean? I think it's the gimmicky matches too. Yeah, it's probably what people but, are gonna but say. You, but, but you, but you know what? And I, and I think you'll agree with me on this. You need that. You do. I mean, you do it. And yeah, you, really you do. Bray and Bray and people say, well, why do they bring them back? And this and that. And you know, what? and I'll, I'm gonna go on a little rant here. You can bad this. <laughs> people are the, the audience now is so oriented on. Oh, we need it now. There's no you hear people all the time. There's no more storytelling. Look at the storytelling like this. Well, we it just taking so long. It's like God damn guys, yeah. like that Sami Zayn shit. It's funny how the internet loves the people they love. Like you've started to see more people hate Bray Wyatt now. He's overrated. He really had a great match. He hasn't done this or that. I'm like, guys, like you're missing the fucking point. Hogan, how many five star matches did Hulk Hogan have? But I guarantee you, sit on your fucking wall right now and be happy. But would you see a shit about Hogan? He can't. He's having issues with. His, he doesn't feel nothing in his legs anymore. Really. Kurt was on his pockets talking about Kurt. He had a little nerve and cut out of his lower back. Just, He's had like 18 back surgeries. A leg drop, man. A simple ass move. They don't think hurts. Fucking curves your spine. There's all sorts of other things, but it, that was number one. Mm-hmm. So, in closing, were you excited for Mania or am I the only I'm excited for Elimination oh, Chamber. I mean, it's Mania. I'm always excited. I hope the Elimination Chamber isn't just a filler pay-per-view. Or well, they got the both. The main, the, they're both their top two mid-card titles are in the Chamber, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited that we're going to get Roman and Sammy. It's going to be a hell of a card. Montreal's always been a great house. They always draw good up there at the Bell Center. It's got, I mean, the screw job, but they got yeah. it's got a history. So that would be a really, really, I think the Chamber's going to be good. I'm going to have to miss it. I'm not going to watch it live, but I'll watch it Sunday. I got a buddy of mine come over to talk about it, but I appreciate you coming on the show, Brandon. Any final thoughts? I appreciate you having me on, man. It was a good time. I'll have you on the future. We'll work it out. We'll get, get off. I'm going to take the microphone for me now. So in closing, guys, I just want to let you guys know, like always, this has been Conversation with Shelby Green. Just remember, guys, I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is, straight up.